So welcome, Father David, to Caffeine on Tap. Thanks for taking the time to meet with me today. You are the rector here at Notre Dame Basilica in Ottawa. Of course, you're much more than that. So why don't you tell the listeners about yourself, maybe a little bit of your vocation story, uh, etc. What brought you here to Ottawa and your journey to becoming the rector here at Notre Dame Basilica? Well, it's good to be with you uh, live with our auditors as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jesus is alive. I've said that uh, years ago. Uh, we might go back to some of that. Uh, sure. But, uh, I'm the oldest of seven uh, children, uh, so raised in a Catholic family. And um, years ago, we've met. Uh, yes. And uh, my English was not great. Uh, my French was better. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, if people have not noticed, I, I'm French Canadian. Mm. Uh, from that uh, cultural background of uh, being Catholic. Yes. But uh, what is happening in Quebec right now and in the world, uh, faith is not as the forefront as it had been before. So Mm. um, growing up, uh, I was uh, blessed to be in a practicing family. And sometimes as the oldest, uh, trying to uh, show the example to my Mm. younger siblings. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, growing up, I, just, I needed to uh, really commit to uh, serve the Lord on my own. Uh, and uh, the Lord is patient uh, mm. with all of us. Uh, he's mm. been very patient with me. Uh, he's created us for eternity. Uh, but uh, my vocation uh, process or listening has been uh, about 10 years or so. Uh, so when I was a young boy uh, at 12, I was uh, sleeping in my bed and mm. I was uh, woken up by a storm. Um, and uh, two of the palm branches that were on the crucifix on top of my bed had fallen uh, in my bed into the shape of a cross. And uh, I remember that, sharing with my mom and my sister that I thought I was called for a special mission in the church, namely uh, the priesthood. Uh, but uh, at 12 year old, I, I kept uh, playing hockey and uh, going yes. to school as uh, usually boys do at that age. Mm-hmm. I didn't get lost in the temple like mm-hmm. Jesus yes. did at sure. that time. Uh, when I was 15, I have an uncle who was uh, working for the Canadian government in Rwanda, and he mm. sent a, a stone that uh, on both faces there was the shape of a cross. So mm. it is a, a flower that vulcanized. I'm not really a scientist. Okay. But, uh, From a volcano, a like word. yes, okay. uh, exactly. Uh, and uh, I still have the, the stone oh. uh, at home, mm-hmm. a beautiful rock. Um, it didn't have a specific meaning uh, to me uh, when I received it just uh, one amongst other beautiful stones. One was quartz as well, that I was uh, fascinated by. And then uh, kept uh, studying, uh, even though I didn't like school as no. much. Um, I hope not too many young people are listening, because that's not a great example. Uh, or it could be signed the call to the priesthood. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> and so maybe we can have them sign here. Sure, yes. Uh, and then when I was uh, 22, uh, after working for a year in human resources, uh, had graduated in administration. Um, I had hired a lot of people and laid off a lot of people. Mm. God laid off myself. I was living with a priest at the time and he recommended that I spend some time with monks okay. uh, Saint-Benoît-du-Lac yes. near uh, Montreal. And uh, my first activity there uh, was uh, to take a walk and I stopped at a granite rock where there was a picnic table and again two branches in the shape of a cross. Wow. Uh, we have all kinds of crosses everywhere we sure. see, but for some reason mm. I was gathering those three events, mm. not more than three events. Uh-huh. Then I went back to the room, the cell, 
uh, yes. and uh, sell is used in other uh, fields uh, yes, yes. Uh, as a constraint. Sure. But for me, it's in the cell that I got the most freedom uh, mm. by uh, opening the letter that the priest had given me. He was referring me to uh, Samuel, the calling of Samuel by mm -hmm. name uh, during the night. And mm. so, um, and so, like Samuel, I said, "Speak, Lord, your servant is listening." Okay. And now I've been. Uh, um, with our community of the Companion of the Cross and seminary for seven years and about 13 uh, in the priesthood, uh, 11 of them in Houston, down south. Okay. And uh, then I've been here in Canada, uh, came back during the pandemic, and I have been here for two years. Okay. So. Well, and what's your ordination date? Uh, May, the end of May, uh, yes. 2010, 29th. Okay. My honeymoon as a priest uh -huh. uh, was actually in Haiti, uh, oh. so I think it might relate to some of the future subjects that we'll uh, talk about oh, okay. in this. Uh, I, okay. I, I think I know some of the questions you'll ask me, <laughs> and it's not the Lord who told me, it's the good preparation you've done. Okay, <laughs> praise God, praise God. Well, we are here in uh, the cathedral coffee shop called Café de Tour, which is an amazing place and and uh, just a beautiful atmosphere and beautiful ambiance that you've put together here in, in the basement of the cathedral here in Ottawa. So let, tell the listeners more about like the genesis of this idea, um, like the philosophy or the, 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 the intentionality of, of this place. Like what do you and the staff here at the cathedral hope to, hope to do for the greater glory of God uh, through this place? Mm -hmm. So uh, great question. Uh, so when I was in Houston uh, at some point, uh, to try to bring the good news of Jesus uh, in the streets. Uh, I had uh, kind of a dream of having a food truck, but a mm. coffee food truck okay. uh, that we could have used in the parking lot of our mm. church and also go to events and, and mm. things, um, even have a board where we can write our prayer intentions and all okay. that. Uh, but for logistical reasons and financial um, difficulties, uh, it uh, could not happen. Uh, mm. It was something impossible. But we know that nothing's impossible to God, mm. and uh, so yes. I, I kept that in my mind and in my heart. Okay. And then uh, after a few months of serving here uh, in uh, the cathedral, um, knowing that this space was not used as often as it could, mm. and uh, knowing that uh, we have a lot of uh, people who visit the cathedral. Obviously, sure. we have our, our regular masses, mm. but we have also uh, some tourists who come uh, and some um, pilgrims as well, so tourists, we're all sometimes a bit lost and we're mm. not sure, I include myself in that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes we have more of a purpose of walking towards the Lord and with the Lord. Okay. Um, but just to be able to cater to the needs of, of everyone, including those who are not knowledgeable about Jesus, mm. and I'm not talking mostly mm -hmm. here, but here. Sure. Uh, so this is to create a space for evangelization. Um, a few weeks ago we had an event uh, and uh, after we gathered here and uh, the Archbishop Marcel who's the one who gave us the blessing for mm -hmm. this and mm -hmm. even the Archdiocese investing okay. uh, in this project mm. uh, was uh, describing to someone else uh, who was asking uh, about that that this is a space for evangelization yes and so okay. this is uh, the dream that uh, some people might um, Either encounter the Lord, or mm. that uh, you and I, who are who have encountered the Lord, yes. might have some opportunities uh, mm. with some people who are not there yet sure. uh, to do either pre-evangelization, um, just have a conversation, mm -hmm. uh, see that. Uh, 
people uh, who are in relationship with Jesus uh, are normal people. Yes, if we of course. Can say that's that. right. At yeah. the same sure. time, uh, yes. we're all mm -hmm. very sure. uh, eccentric, but mm -hmm. uh, so we can bring those mm. uh, aspects mm -hmm. uh, to the people. So okay. uh, this is a, a space where we have uh, students right now. Uh, some of them already in their faith, and some a bit less uh, that mm. are invited. Okay. Uh, just a few weeks ago, there was a, a group of people in one of those pews here. They were all together in the same pew. Sure. And uh, they just happened to be uh, the wives and husband, uh, one husband of uh, the ambassadors uh, that are from different countries that okay. are serving here in Canada. Yes. Uh, so this included uh, Holland. So oh. our cafe is very international. <laughs> uh, this included mm -hmm. as well uh, Brazil. Portugal uh, and uh, so yes so it's very unique to have uh, all kinds of people who come for all kinds of different reasons mm, and mm -hmm. gather here uh, over coffee I think uh, yes you better have some coffee because it's called that. this is called cafe on taps you better have some caffeine there yeah I know you're a caffeine coffee aficionado too you've taught me yes. a few things uh, <laughs> down the line there. and I appreciate Thank someone you. who appreciates coffee too yes. uh, so as as a priest uh, do you do you hang out here? Do you loiter with intent sometimes? It's kind of hanging out here and meet people, or do you have, you know, opportunities to do that? Do you have a s certain times when you commit to doing that, or is it more kind of a spontaneous thing that you will just come through here and just see what's going on and maybe have an encounter with somebody? So, um, as the pastor here and the rector, mm. there is a lot of administrative work, mm. uh, but uh, intentionally I decided to start my day here. Uh, mm. Whether there is a a lot of administrative stuff mm -hmm. to be done or not uh, to come here uh, and this is the way I start my day so um, as priests we're ordained uh, for the people of God more yes. for the paperwork sure and the sure yes and so I'm praying that the Lord sends the people that he wants to meet mm. uh, if he wants to meet through me sure and with me uh, and so uh, this is uh, my first activity now when I come here at the cathedral uh, I just uh, come downstairs first and yes. then upstairs okay. uh, to the church itself and mm. then uh, do a bit more praying and then I start uh, the rest of my day like that okay. but um, as a church we're called to evangelize that's yes. our, our that's Mission. the caffeine uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's yeah, yeah that's very good that's sense. very good yes and so uh, I give uh -huh. you the copyrights for that oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can use it uh, and so this is our, our raison d'etre okay uh, so. wonderful well kudos to you and you and your staff and the archdiocese for putting the time and the energy and the effort and the, the talent and the treasure yes. uh, into this you know I think of Archbishop Vigneron of Detroit mm -hmm. that talks about shallow entry points of opportunities to encounter opportunities to evangelize and this is a coffee shop, although it's in, in the church cathedral uh, hall basement. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a non-threatening place. It's not, yeah, I'm going into the church, but I'm also going in there to get a coffee, right? And then maybe something will stir up in their heart and they'll see you or Father Kevin Burgess, your associate, or anybody else and whatnot. So, yeah, I praise God. Praise God for all that. It's opportunities, right? That's, that's the thing that the Lord is affording the church today, opportunity to think outside the box. Mm -hmm and to see where uh, the Lord is leading and get behind that. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you and I have both read uh, this uh, book, uh, Mark Sayer's book, A Non-Anxious Presence. Mm -hmm. I've, I've spoken about this in previous podcasts, so my viewers would be familiar with it anyway. And we're both, we're both fans of the Rebuilders uh, podcast, you know, that comes yes. out of Australia. So it's kind of cool to listen to an Aussie accent every week or 10 days or so, you know. So, But Mark Sayer's and his... Uh, uh, collaborators they talk about gray zones 
Mm -hmm. And so could you describe for our listeners, like, what is a, a gray zone? How do you see gray zones? Where do you encounter gray zones uh, in your life or ministry? You know, when, how are they themselves opportunities then to uh, step out in faith and trust in the Lord and, and work and cooperate uh, with Him? Um, so I, I don't think it's uh, specifically quoted in that book, but uh, as I was praying about it this morning, knowing that we would have this interview, sure. um, one of the sayings of uh, Paul, <laughs> so if it's St. Paul, Saint Paul sure. uh, must be uh, also applicable to us sometimes. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes I do the things I don't want to do, and mm. I don't do the things I want to do. Mm. Uh, and so uh, obviously I'm committed to the Lord, and I'm trying to follow in his footsteps. And I know that he's always there to, to bring me back to him when I need to. And so um, Pope Francis as well, uh, earlier in his papacy, uh, has said, uh, and this has to do with the color gray, so he says there is a lot of things that are not black on white or mm. white on black. Mm. And so uh, our world uh, is in transition. Mm. Uh, in a special way right now with everything that is happening, uh, but I think it's somewhat applicable to since the beginning of creation in mm. so many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, even the fact that we're here on this earth, but that's not our, our final destination. Sure. Uh, yeah. So this is a, some gray zones. Mm. And so we need to uh, see where to go uh, from here and now to get closer to God, who's always with us as well. And um, one of the military expression that he, he used uh, that I had heard in some of my workout exercise yes, that sure. uh, I actually was not able to spell it right ah. because I had never seen it written uh, but that spoke to me as well <coughs> a lot is that uh, before in the military and even in the technological possibilities that there was um, we would observe decide and act hmm. and so he calls it the UDA loop so there is the observe, decide, and act. But before deciding, we need to orient ourselves. Uh, so with the jet fighters and all that, mm. how, how they mm. can maneuver now. And with everything that is happening, sometimes I get a bit dizzy mm. uh, in the world or, mm. or in my mm -hmm. own life. And so I need to be grounded. And this is a, an aircraft analogy. Okay. But uh, for us mm. to be grounded in the Lord uh, makes us... Uh, Habilitated to be able to aim to where we need to aim. And so uh, this is uh, some of what was coming in my own personal okay. prayer this morning. Okay. Uh, there is so much uh, to be said, and that's why mm. I'm grateful to their podcast as well. Yes. Uh, so the book uh, has been written, and, and mm -hmm. it's there, and it's very accessible. Sure. Uh, but also uh, what is happening, what is unfolding in the world as well, mm. mm -hmm. uh, makes sense to continue to reflect on that as well. Okay, good. But to continue to fortify yourself there with caffeine, caffeine on tap there. You're, you're drinking your coffee with, through a straw. Can you explain to our viewers and maybe our listeners too, you have a silver straw there, that with a bit of a filter at the end? Yes, so that first of all, it's not uh, real silver. Okay, it's a hockey <laughs> so, stick. Uh, it should not be uh, stolen. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, but I just uh, grind uh, the ground, the coffee grounds on, sure. on my own, by hand. 
and then I put it uh, there uh, with hot water. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, so it's called a bombilla. It's bombilla. mostly from uh, South America. Oh. Uh, usually used more for tea uh, oh. or herbs uh, than oh, for coffee. Yes. But, uh, oh, yes. Okay, okay. I was in Paraguay uh, for a mission, uh, great mission uh, mm-hmm. with uh, someone who's close to the Companions of the Cross, our religious okay. order, Rosa yes. Farias. Yes, uh, yes. And beautiful time there uh, mm. with a lot of children. And this is one thing that I brought back in my memory. Okay. Uh, and, and then I use it for the coffee. Oh, okay. So wow. Also for those who are more into environment. Yes. Um, this is this can be really environmental because there is no filter or anything oh, yes. like that. Okay. So you can just uh, compost uh, everything. Uh, at the end, well. the grinds so, yes, at the end. Wow, sure. yeah. fascinating. Okay. Well, just again to, to review to our viewers and our listeners, is Mark Sayer's book, A Non-Anxious Presence. And the, the author also talks about how the world is tipping from crisis to crisis, whether it's mm-hmm. political, economic, military social even crises in the church these days you know so um but yet these 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 opportunities present themselves through these crises through these gray zones uh, transition time one thing is coming to an end something else hasn't really risen up yet and it's kind of the middle of we're kind of stuck on I, I i say it's almost akin to being grade 11 you know like you just like the excitement of grade 9 and 10 is over i'm not really going to graduate yet i'm kind of stuck in grade 11 what am, what am i supposed to do in grade 11 you know kind of in this middle gray zone kind of thing you know so um but yet they're incredible opportunities for evangelization. So I know you've touched on a few of them already, but can you give us a little more, can you elaborate a little bit more on this, this whole idea of the truth, how crises are opportunities for growth, opportunities for renewal, not only personally, but collectively as, as members of the body of Christ in the church? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk about one of my heroes, uh, one of my favorite saints, St. John Paul II, mm-hmm. uh, who himself lived uh, in a lot of uh, world crises, but had also his own personal mm. gray zones, mm. uh, many of them even at an early age, and such a leader that he is. Mm. Uh, so there is a, our debate right now if he will be called the great, uh, oh, okay. but for sure he's uh, done great things. Yes. And by connecting with God uh, by uh, asking uh, for the peace that only the Lord can give Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. by, to quote really the title of the book, by Mm. having a Mm non-anxious presence in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, it was able to defeat political forces uh, that were not uh, leading us to God, not of God. Uh, And then, um, yeah, so he was able to fight for the culture of life and and Mm. write so many documents on that. And so... Uh, so this is an example, and obviously, uh, mm. where there was only one pope at the time. Sure, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Uh, we're called in a very mm-hmm. different way. Mm. Uh, but when there are great crises, this is when there is the most need for leadership as well. Mm. Uh, and so, um, also when sin abounds, and even if we look at some of the laws of Canada, mm. uh, so grace needs to abound as well, but yes. also the graces for, for mm. leadership. Um, we thought that technology could solve everything, mm. and I'm happy mm. that our listeners are you. Yes. We're using technology to, sure. to spread the message, yes. spread the good news. But at the same time, this is not the end all, be all. Mm. Uh, the solution is is deeper than that. The solution mm. is God, mm. and so it's uh, 
by trying to tap into um, an expression I have is uh, renewable energy uh, mm. that uh, comes from the Lord himself mm -hmm. that gives us and this is really again the peace that he only can give which is also part of our constitutions and rules of the companions and so I think that's a resource that is the most needed uh, at this time at every level sure and uh, even uh, when they share in the podcast uh, I think it's obviously with faith mm. uh, but there are some of those principles that can and should be applied uh, even with the people who don't have faith Mm. And so hopefully by seeing that from people of faith, uh, by hearing that, uh, they can apply that and, and be led by the leader par excellence that is Jesus mm. uh, mm -hmm. himself, who, uh, mm. who wants to um, inhabit us in such a way that uh, we can uh, be uh, beacons of light in, mm. in the darkness and yeah. uh, that we can bring the peace and, and the anxiety of mm. uh, the world. Mm -hmm. um, one analogy that uh, we have uh, sometimes in liturgy uh, is uh, maybe some of our listeners have never heard that, but just the duck analogy. So the duck that is oh. very uh, peaceful and grace-filled uh -huh. uh, in the surface. Above the water. Above the <laughs> <laughs> is that. So, yes, okay. Uh, so the Lord, I think, can allow us to bring our emotions Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I heard, not from this book, but uh, a few years ago, that impacted me, uh, that is still mysterious to me, but how to evangelize our emotions uh, oh. and then bring that to the Lord and, hmm. and the emotions of uh, everything that is happening as well. Hmm. So this is uh, an opportunity, a great opportunity we have right now hmm. to connect with God and to try to bring that mm -hmm. uh, as a gift uh, sure. to people. Evangeliz evangelizing your emotions, that's... that's uh that's a, that's a cool concept. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to pray more about that. Maybe do a podcast on that. Evangelizing sure. our emotions. Holy! Yeah. I think of that movie Inside Out. You know. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, should we do uh, use voices? Right oh now? my <laughs> goodness! No! 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 Okay, no! No! <laughs> Your voice, my voice, is good yes. enough. Okay. Good. Uh, so I believe you're raising money for a particular cause. So you can tell, can you tell our listeners how they could participate in this cause? What what is, uh, what's what what is the cause, and uh, what what's the money being raised for, and what's what's motivating your heart to to do this? So a few uh, months ago, uh, there was a, a special uh, fund that uh, started uh, to be able to provide for some of the resources needed here for the cafe and so we have not okay. uh, reached our objective yet okay and uh, part of it was uh, also something that is very important in my own spiritual life which is pilgrimage mm. and so I've done a pilgrimage from here the cathedral to yes. uh, San Joseph Oratory okay uh, walking uh, walking wow uh, so how many days does that take uh, 12 days 12 days uh, okay. 20 kilometers a day okay so what we did in the 12 days I could have done in two and a half hours. Uh, yes, of course. Sure, yes. <laughs> and without being pulled over by police. For oh, my. <laughs> and so, uh, so yes, so obviously there is a lot of expenses uh, to make uh, this space even more inviting, okay. uh, more functional, mm. and uh, to participate in the new evangelization in, sure. in that. And with, uh, with the blessing of the Archbishop Marcel Danfus, uh, so, and some of the funds that were provided uh, by the Archdiocese, mm -hmm, but also mm -hmm. just uh, that it comes from the parish and from our listeners and from everyone who is impacted 
by this uh, project, by this yes. dream that has come reality. Yes. And that uh, we hope that the Lord continues to okay. help him going forward. Okay. So is there, is there a specific way that people can make a contribution to this cause? Uh, we have uh, Canada Helps. Uh, Canada Helps. Uh, that will be uh, also uh, okay. continuing to Okay. To okay. Be, all right. Good. Well, I very much appreciate our time here together, uh, Father David. Um, I've known you since you first joined the community back yes. in the day. I was vocation director interviewing you, trying to say a little thing in French. And you're trying to speak some in English, and but, but we got we got together, and here we are, right? So yes. how God has brought us together, it's been a blessing to see you uh, grow and, and mature and develop uh, in your priesthood and the roles now that you have here in the diocese and also with the community, the Companions of the Cross. So I very much appreciate your, your friendship and, our, and the brotherhood that we have together, right? So just praise God for all that. So we're just going to give you a blessing that the Lord continue to bless you. You know, both in your ministry as a priest, uh, your brotherhood uh, with the brothers that you live in the house with, and also your outreach opportunities here at Cafe de Tour, and also your outreach opportunities yet you take advantage of playing hockey too, right? You still play hockey, right? On yes, Fridays, okay. I, I play hockey with uh, actually the military attaches from the U.S. Embassy that is oh, neighbors to us. And so, okay. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they went through my file before buying oh, the team. So. <laughs> and we play with uh, people from other countries, including okay. uh, Turkish uh, military attaches, okay. Latvia, and wow. South America, Peru, Mexico. Wow. So, very interesting. <laughs> Bring them all to Cafe de Tour here. Yes. So, Okay, so Lord, we thank you for the gift of this time. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to proclaim your name. May the words that Father David has spoken uh, resonate in the hearts of all the listeners, Lord, of this podcast. May you continue to be glorified through Father David. That all he does, Lord, may be done to bring people into a lived personal encounter with you. Uh, may Mother Mary and St. Joseph watch over you and sustain you in the gift of the peace of their Son and our Lord Jesus. And may Almighty God bless you now, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank okay. you so much for the blessing and your blessing as well to, to me and to all our listeners, Father. So keep up the good work. Praise the Lord. Okay, my dear friends. This is Father Allen and Father David wrapping up another interview session, Caffeine on Tap. We'll see you for another one. In the meantime, don't forget to stay caffeinated. <laughs> Remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. God love you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, there we go, buddy. Good job. Yeah, thank you. That was, uh, yeah, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, a lot of fun. No, no, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we forgot to mention that we both love cheese, so yeah. we don't want to make it too cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe for another episode. <laughs> cheese on tap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>